0: Hello again, this is Daniel J. Hogan, and welcome to the Magic of Aerie podcast, brought to you by Magic of Airy.com. In our last episode, a Hawken warrior tried to trick Steve into giving him his Blue Heron amulet. When the boy didn't hand it over, the Hawken pulled a dagger on Steve, but he was rescued by Mud the Duck, the bartender from the Daraga pub. Realizing that his Elder Cherry wine granted him super strength, Uncle Shameless bent the dungeon cell bars. As the trio escaped the dungeon, Uncle Shameless found out the hard way that his super strength only lasted for a limited time when he tried to fight off a group of Swanton warriors. Mud led Steve and Uncle Shameless to the castle's aqueducts to escape, and the Hawk and warrior, after waking up and seeing the empty cell, decided to inform the Hawk King of Steve's arrival. And now, the next exciting episode of The Magic of Airy. Magic of Airy, the podcast, written and produced by Daniel J Hogan, based on the novel *The Magic of Airy, by Daniel J Hogan. To learn more about the novel, please visit magicofeire.com or danieljhogan.com. And remember, Harry is spelled E-Y-R-I. Episode number nine: Just Aqua Ducky. At the end of a dark, musty hallway, the trio came to the door leading outside to the aqueducts. Uncle Shameless pulled the locked door off its hinges and threw it to the ground with a loud crash. We're trying to be stealthy, friend. Mud the Duck explained. "Ripping doors out of walls ain't gonna help with that. Oh, s- sorry. Uncle Shameless apologized as Dawn crept through the doorway. It's good to see the sun again. Steve admitted as they left the underground caverns of Arx Venator. They were at the rear of the castle's foundation, which was set on a mountain. A long stone aqueduct ran from the foundation down to the valley below the mountain. Steve noticed that the aqueduct was very old. Most of the rock face was chipped and faded. This was built by the humans hundreds of years ago. Their duck companion explained. It's one of the last few remains of the human kingdom. Fyakran his armies destroyed most everything else. Steve watched the rushing water flow down the ancient aqueduct and asked, Um, now what? Mud pointed to a section of the castle that extended out right next to the aqueduct. You'll have to climb out there and jump into the water. Don't worry. It'll dump you into a lake down in the valley. Ain't you coming? Uncle Shameless asked the duck on his shoulders. Mud shook his head. Nah, I gotta stay here. I might learn something that could come in handy. And it's good to have someone on the inside of the city, you know. Are you planning something? Steve asked. Well, of course. You'll save all of Airy from halt humans. A gruff voice bellowed from behind them. Mud ran and hid in a nearby bush and pointed to the aqueducts. Hurry! Jump in the water! A Swanton guard burst out of the doorway, followed by a trio of Hawkin warriors. <laughs> Crackers, Uncle Shameless yelled. He grabbed Steve and headed towards the ledge. Oh no! I've had enough of water, Steve protested, thinking back to the waterfall on the Grand River. Uncle Shameless paid no attention to his nephew's objection and, thanks to his elder cherry wine-induced strength, picked up the boy with ease and jumped down into the flowing water. They landed in the water with a large splash, and they were quickly carried away by the current. The three Hawken warriors spread their wings and took flight after the escaping pair, as they were carried down the series of canals. The group of Hawken warriors split up. One of the Hawken flew under the curved arch of the aqueduct, to a spot further down the canal to wait for Uncle Shameless and Steve. The other two attacked with their bows, launching volleys of arrows. Luckily, the roaring water caused Uncle Shameless and Steve to roll around, making them difficult to hit. Several arrows ricocheted off sides of the aqueduct, narrowly missing Steve. Uncle Shameless and Steve were rapidly approaching the third Hawkin, who was hovering over the aqueduct. As they were swept by, the Hawkman lashed out with his foot talons to grab them. He tore a part of Steve's shirt and scratched Uncle Shameless's chest. The warrior angrily threw his heavy spear at the humans and severely missed. It landed several yards ahead of Uncle Shameless, stuck in a crack in the rock of the aqueduct. All three Hawken warriors regrouped and flew further down the incline to wait for Uncle Shameless and Steve. Uncle Shameless had an idea. As he approached the spear stuck into the aqueduct, he timed his reach just right and grabbed it. Aha! Uncle Shameless yelled as he pulled the spear free. What are you going to do with that? Steve asked while desperately holding on to his uncle's waist. Did I ever tell you about the time I tried out for the Olympic javelin team? No. What happened? I, uh, didn't make it. Steve rolled his eyes. Uncle Shameless took a quick swig of elder cherry wine and spun the spear around so that the blunt bottom was facing out. He pulled back his arm and waited until all three of the Hawken warriors were close together. With a loud BOOHA, Uncle Shameless hurled the spear, bottom end first, towards the group. It split the air, hitting the front Hawken in the chest like a lightning bolt. The force knocked the warrior back into the other two, and all three were knocked out of the air into the trees below. Steve noticed the aqueduct ran through a series of low-hanging trees, so he lowered his body as best he could. Duck! Steve yelled to Uncle Shameless who was still sitting up in the flowing water. I thought he stayed behind, was all Uncle Shameless had time to say before being knocked down by a thick, low-hanging branch. Steve sighed as the other trees passed quickly overhead, and he wondered what other nonsense he was going to have to put up with while in Airy. You are listening to the Magic of Aerie podcast a free audiobook podcast by Daniel J. Hogan. Copies of the original novel can be purchased through magicofairi.com and amazon.com. You can also download a PDF of the entire novel for only $3.75. Visit magicofairi.com for more details. And remember, Aery is spelled E-Y-R-I. sir. The Hawken warrior from the dungeon called through a dark doorway in one of Hawk's Venator's towers. A larger, older Hawken was sitting in the nearly empty room meditating, or so it seemed. The observant young Hawken was fairly certain meditating did not usually involve loud snoring. Sir, I am sorry to bother you, but- The older Hawkin stood up quickly, his old bones making popping and cracking noises as he grabbed the warrior by the neck. You dare to interrupt Unala, wingmaster of Fiakra's army, during his daily meditation? I'm sorry, sir, but I have important information for the Hawk King. Unala threw the warrior to the ground. His armor crashed against the floor. Speak! Tell Unala this information that could not wait. The young warrior stood and rubbed his sore throat. Yes, sir, the... What is your name, warrior? Nevik, sir. Nevik, do you know what Unala's duties are as wingmaster? Sir. Answer, Unala. Like a school child reciting the alphabet, Nevik answered. You command all the armies of Fiacra, and are second-in-command only to the Hawk King himself. Exactly! And do you have any idea how much paperwork Unala has to do because of his position? Um... sir? Well, let me tell you, it is quite a bit. Unala grows tired of it quickly. He works hard, but it keeps piling up. (sighs) In fact, Unala is probably going to have to fill out even more because of this meeting. Thank you very much for the extra work, Mr. Nevik. Nevik had heard that Unala was a tad eccentric, but had no idea the Wingmaster was this bad. Unala walked into the lone pool of light in the room, and Nevik finally got a full look at the old Wingmaster. He was taller than the average Hawken, and his feathers had started to go white and gray with age. Nevik then noticed Unala's trademark feature— his left wing had been sliced off, leaving him with only one working wing. The legend went that the injury had happened during the attack on the Human Kingdom, and none other than the Human King Donal had cleaved Unala's wing off with the Sword of Za. Nevik knew that even though Unala was technically Wingmaster, he very rarely went into battle because of his injury. Rumors circulated that the only reason he held the second-in-command position was because he and the Hawk King had been friends since they were hatchlings. Unala continued his work-related lament. Even though Unala works hard all day, every day, filling out forms, completing paperwork, and sending out memos, he is only allowed one hour of personal time. Now, you are taking away his free time, so you had better have a good reason. Sir, the boy has appeared. Unala's mouth dropped. Not because of this, the boy person. He had no idea what that even meant. But because Unala had a feeling this was going to mean a lot more paperwork. Steve covered his face as they continued sliding down the aqueduct through the trees. The low-hanging branches scratched his arms, and his shirt was getting covered in leaves. The boy did his best to keep Uncle Shameless's head propped up, since he had been knocked out by a low-hanging branch. Thankfully, his uncle was starting to come around. Ugh, why hit me? A very fierce tree, answered Steve. We have to fight trees now? Well, at least we know their bark ain't worse than their bite. Steve groaned. As the branches began to thin out, Steve was able to sit up in the flowing water once again. He was getting tired of this crude water slide and wanted to get out. Steve gasped as he looked ahead and realized he was going to get his wish. The aqueduct emptied into a small lake, and the lake was a good 20 feet below the end of the aqueduct. <laughs> Not again! Steve yelled as memories of their trip over the strange waterfall and the Grand River flooded his mind. Uncle Shameless grabbed the hold of Steve. Hang on to me, boy, and take a deep breath. Neither of the duo was able to hang on to the other, or even manage to take a deep breath. Instead, they screamed as the bottom fell out from under them and they plummeted to the water below. Icy darkness engulfed Steve after he landed in the cold water. He tried to swim, but his strength failed and he gave up. His vision blurred and everything went black. You are listening to the Magic of Aerie Podcast, a free audiobook podcast by Daniel J. Hogan. Available at magicofairy.com and through the iTunes Music Store. generic Do you realize the gravity of this situation? Unala said as he paced around the room. Yes, Wingmaster. It has been said that the boy will... Never mind any of that, his one-winged superior interrupted. Do you realize what this means for Unala? Unala studied the young Hawkins' intact wings with great envy. He longed to fly again and to rain destruction down on those below, like in the good old days. Memories of terrorizing those on the ground as he showered them with flaming arrows, deadly spears, and dirty looks filled his mind. A nostalgic tear welled up in one of the old Hawkins' eyes. Today, the only way Unala rained down destruction was with his rejected stamp on helpless vacation request forms. While Unala was thankful Ra had not disposed of him after losing his wing, as was the Hawk in custom, there were days he wished the Hawk King would put him out of his misery, especially during budget season. Unala will have to spend sleepless nights putting together paperwork to ready the use of troops provisions, and all kinds of nasty things. Unala doesn't even want to think about it. The wingmaster moaned as visions of reams of parchment needing signatures and triplicate filled his head. Unala still had no idea who this the boy person was, but he had learned over the years that bad news for the Hawk King always equaled more work for him. Fyak Ra's method of dealing with problems in his kingdom was comparable to using a boulder to crack a nut. The Hawk King's temper usually got the better of him, and he was prone to being somewhat excessive when it came to quelling rebellions, insurrections, and charity bake sales. Nevik gave the Wingmaster a confused look. Sir, are you saying you do not want me to inform the Hawk King about this? Nevik asked wondering if personality problems were a prerequisite for working in administration. Now, now, Unala is not making you not say anything. But there are all kinds of forms that have to be filled when the Hawk King gets bad news. Unala held a clawed thumb and finger several inches apart. I stack this big! But, sir, this big! Unala yelled as he held up his thumb and finger once again. Sir, I think the Hawk King should know what with the prophecy. Unala looked confused at the mention of the prophecy, and was even more confused when he heard thunder roaring outside. Which prophecy is that? The prophecy. Nevik said as thunder cracked yet again. Unala knows not of what you speak. The confused wingmaster replied. He walked to a nearby doorway and bellowed, Send in a mystic! Unala left the doorway, sighing as he filled out a mystic request form and signed it in triplicate. <laughs> This concludes today's episode of The Magic of Airy. Make sure to join us again next time. What will happen to Steve and Uncle Shameless after falling into that lake? Did they survive? Will Unala ever stop complaining about filling out paperwork? Find out in the next thrilling episode of The Magic of Airy. The production and copyright date of this podcast episode was June 14th, 2009. The Magic of Airy, the podcast. Written and produced by Daniel J. Hogan. This podcast was produced in GarageBand and Audacity on a Mac. Some sound effects and music are provided by freesound.org. Other sound effects and music provided by GarageBand. For more information or to buy a copy of the original novel, please visit magicofairi.com or danieljhogan.com. And remember, Aery is spelled E-Y-R-I. And as always, thanks for listening.